With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. The conversation continues with James Freeman on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Their conversation certainly does continue. Um, Hello and welcome to the Freeman Report once again. My name is James Freeman. I'm a former member of the European Parliament and this is my weekday show where I break down the big issues of our time in our fight for freedom and liberty right here on today's News Talk TNT Radio. It is Tuesday the 14th of November 2023 and on today's show I'll be welcoming Louise Distrust to the Freeman Report for the first time. Louise is a singer-songwriter from West Yorkshire who was recently cancelled by the American music platform Bandcamp, which shut down her page without warning um, or telling her why they'd shut down her page. Um, Her discovery page disappeared along with all of her revenues as well, um, which she says is ripping off her and her fans. So... What terrible thing has Louise done, I hear you ask? Well, the gist of it is that she says trans women are men. For this, she's been called a TERF, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Um, Radio stations have refused to play her material and magazines are now refusing to include her in their publications. Um, Louise now claims that the music industry is captured by cancel culture, something that other guests on the Freeman Report from the entertainment industry have also claimed. Uh, Matt Hoy, when he was on the show, said that he was thrown out of UB40 for not getting the jab, despite the fact that he's got a medical condition that would make that very precarious for him. Um, Alistair Williams spoke about how the comedy business is captured by cancel culture. He was cancelled for making jokes about junk food because the advertisers didn't like it. So when he started talking about the jabs, well, there was no way back for him then. Um, Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want sanitised art forms. It kind of defeats the purpose of real art, which is supposed to push boundaries. It's supposed to challenge ideas and norms. It is supposed to rally against the status quo. And in this corporate world that has captured the arts, this is unacceptable. There is no tolerance of dissent in the corporate world where plans are formulated and then delivered via a carefully laid down strategy. And it doesn't really matter that Louise was talking about trans issues. It could have been one of many things. It's more the fact that she refuses to get in line to stay in the corporate lane. Now, imagine if we'd had this corporatized capture, um, uh, this cancel culture back in the 60s or 70s. Most of the legendary brands that um, emerged during that period wouldn't have been given the oxygen to develop and grow. In my opinion, um, it is that certain aspects of society should be free from corporations. They shouldn't be driven by corporate mentality. Education is one of them, healthcare, policing, the judicial system, and the arts. There's probably more examples, but these are the ones that first came to mind. So stay put to talk all about this and more with Louise in a moment. In other news, I see the practice of using children's characters to push the jabs is still taking place. 
Um, one example is a so-called award-winning GP practice in Hackney, London. But he's advertising the jabs using Disney characters from Frozen and other films. Pretty shocking, really, given the criticism that other entities came under for using Peppa Pig to push the jabs. The Welsh government is also running a campaign telling people to put their coats on for winter using a picture depicting young people with big puffer jackets that are glowing, presumably to indicate that the coats are protecting them. It's all a bit odd, to be honest, um, but interesting given that the letter, that leaked letter from the head of the NHS uh, that I published last week, um, telling directors that she expected to see initiatives to increase uptake at the next board meeting. So is this one of those initiatives, I wonder? Um, of course, she also singled out healthcare workers for low uptake of the flu and COVID jab. So it'd be interesting to hear if um, anybody knows of any initiatives pushing them to get the jabs now that the, the boss of the NHS has demanded it. Anyway, I posted a comment on X saying um, how everybody knows about the jabs now and attached the letter to the post. Um, and the ratio is interesting, just seven likes. But um, the last time I looked, I think it was around 250 comments, not one of them positive. So I think the cat is truly out of the bag now. I hope so anyway, although it could just be that the telly box is no longer talking about COVID and so people don't think it's a threat. I don't think it's that, though, given that stories in the mainstream press about injuries from AstraZeneca, um, the jab, um, most people, I think, will have seen those stories now as being on the front page of The Telegraph and other um, mainstream newspapers. And people are not, well, most people are not stupid. They will recollect the fact that they were told that the jabs were 100% safe, safe and that stories of in injuries were anti-vax misinformation. So now that we're hearing about injuries in the mainstream, people must be aware that they were what they were told wasn't true, even if they have no idea how widespread the injuries really are. Apart from that, Israel is still bombing the Palestinians. The political world is still a pantomime and Tony Blair should still be put behind bars. If you want to get in touch about any of the topics on the show, then please email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. And if you want to join us in the live chat, please, please, please um, do join us. Um, head over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. My name is James Freeman, and this is The Freeman Report for TNT Radio. Your news, local and abroad. It's the news from home and from overseas. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning, Gemma. How are you doing? Yes, very well. Thank you, James. Very well indeed. Yes, yeah, quite a, a diverse editorial there this morning. Went from one to another <laughs> to another. <laughs> all, over the, all over the shop, in a good way, in a good way, in a good way, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. There's, I mean, the, the stories in the press, um, I did scan the papers this morning, but it just seems that it's the same old crap. Um, you know, it's either stuff on Israel, Palestine, which I think I've pretty much said everything I can say about that. Um, obviously, if anything big happens, then we'll cover that. And as for the 
politics in the UK. It's just a joke at the moment. It really is. I think there's no other way to describe it apart from a pantomime. Yeah, it is a good way to describe it. But I, I was saying to Lembert Opic on, on, on the breakfast show uh, in the UK here on TNT this morning, you know, with David Cameron walking through the gate, the doors of number 10, you know, is it true? You're a former politician yourself. Um, once the prime minister, always the prime minister, you know, like you can't let it go. And he'll be thinking, oh, here's my rightful throne. And can we even stand the possibility that he might um, be PM again? Can you do that? Can you do it twice? Can you be tried for the same crime twice in British politics? <laughs> I don't know. I need to look that up, actually. <laughs> Well, you can. I'm not quite sure whether you can be prime minister if you're not elected. Um, I'm not quite sure on that. Obviously, the, 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 uh, he's allowed to be the foreign secretary because he's been given a peerage, which pretty much all prime ministers, even Tony Blair, um, eventually got a peerage. Um, but I'm not sure about being prime minister because um, I have heard comments that he's not allowed to stand in the House of Commons and speak. So they're going to try and find the Speaker of the House is going to try and find other avenues so that he can be held to account and make sure that the, the House is updated on what's going on. So I think bearing all of that in mind, I doubt that um, somebody who's unelected to the chamber can be prime minister. No, but you can be put in the position of prime minister without the public voting for you, can't you? Like old Rishi Sunak. So stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. But uh, anyway. Yeah, although to... I guess he, he was... Uh, Rishi was um, elected as an MP, though. Um, so, you know, he, he he is actually elected, even if he wasn't elected um, to be prime minister. And it is an odd dynamic, isn't it? Because I think, you know, once you're prime minister, you know, you, you, you have presumably you when you walk in the uh, door for the first time and, you know, the days preceding that uh, or days after that, follow, um, uh, rather, um, get my words in all in a, in a twist here um you know the information you'll be giving you'll be given lots of briefings like for example the nuclear codes what happens there you'll be told well you know what what the country thinks is going on here well no it's nothing to do with that what's actually happening is this so it does you know there's not many people in the country which will have the information that a prime minister will have so it does kind of um put you in i don't know it's a bit of a weird power dynamic, isn't it? Um, the fact that Cameron is now um, in the cabinet under Rishi Sunak. But um, yeah, um, absolute joke as far as I'm concerned, um, <laughs> the fact that he's come back. But we'll see how that unfolds, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a story that's not going to go away now for weeks, months, possibly, you know, a couple of yeah. years. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, something I've been keeping an eye on ties in very nicely with your, the guest you have today. So um, it's it's a, it's a row about a, a trans woman who has been appointed to an endro, endometriosis charity uh, in the south of England here in the UK. Now, endometriosis is the condition where it's a bit graphic, but parts of your womb lining sort of grow on other areas of the of your internal organs. It's extremely painful, distressing, upsetting, and it can lead to infertility. Um, but you do have to have a womb to have this condition. Mm -hmm. And this charity uh, has appointed a trans woman uh, Steph Richard as its new chief executive and it's caused a huge outcry here in the UK um, and people have said why oh why has this happened it's an insult to women it's a women only condition this one um, and you're in, and that there's implications in the way it's been marketed that that a man can have this this condition on their website they've got a photograph of Steph Richards 
uh, along with a quote saying, isn't it amazing that I've got to my 40s and no one ever mentioned endometriosis, um, implying that Steph, the new chief executive, has endometriosis. Um, it's actually a quote from another person who is a sufferer, another woman, yeah. a woman. Um, and also it gives the implication that Steph is in her 40s, which she definitely isn't. Um, and it's just the backlash that it has caused. And, um, you know, it, it's a funny one, this one, because it's not to say that the person hasn't got the characteristics or the skills to do the job. And I think that the, the reason people are going mad is because they're pretending to be a woman and it's a woman-only condition. They're probably very highly qualified in terms of their skill set. But what's getting in the way is the trans bit. And uh, I remember Scotland where they appointed a period officer for young girls in, in schools, and it was a very macho personal trainer. It was a man. Um, and that position got scrapped because of the outcry. I wonder if we might see the same with this. But I, I doubt, I don't know if it would be, this person can't do the job, you see. In, in a way, it's it, it's getting in the way of the, of the issue. Can the person do the job? But the, the issue is bigger than the person in this instance. Yeah, I think with things this specific and, you know, I mean, that that story you just brought up there quickly about the um, the man, the butch man put in charge of um, talking to girls about periods. I mean, really, um, you know, do teenage girls want to talk to a man about that? I don't think so. Um, and I think in the case of this story, um, it's so specific, isn't it? It's such a specific women's issue. It's not like um i don't know where suicide where you know women i mean you know it's main it's more of an issue for men but women also have that it's not like that um you know um it, this is specific to women i do know somebody actually um who suffered from this and and hasn't been able to have kids um because of it it's a very very sensitive issue and i just think it's a bit distasteful really um again you know this is all about providing services for women um very very similar to you know lots of um women's spaces their services for women i just think that that you know um men don't have a place there it's you know it is a women woman's space and i was thinking this morning and i know i've commented on this before but why do we never hear up outcry about um trans women um, in men's spaces why do we never hear that it's because you know if we look back at history women have had to fight for their rights haven't they um, men have always dominated things men have always dominated women in the workplace they weren't allowed to vote at, at one point um, so women have had to fight hard for their rights so for me it's just I mean it all comes down to it's misogyny as far as I can see men you know demanding to be in women's space men couldn't care because you know as far as competition goes i guess between the sexes the men have always never felt threatened by women because we've always dominated women in culture and, and and society so so yeah i think it's wholly inappropriate to be honest with you yeah and it, it is a war on women you're absolutely right about that and it's a systemic war on women as women you know throw off the shackles of being the, the plus one and, and and step into their own power. And that's a very, very recent thing. It's only in the last few decades after, yeah. you know, millennia of suppression. Um, but that, I think there's another aspect to this as well, because I've asked myself the same question. You don't hear all these uh, women wanting to be men demanding access to men's spaces, but also the amount of men who want to transition to become women um, and live as women or try and live as women because their lived experience is very different. The way you're raised as a girl compared to a boy is very different indeed. But I think sometimes with the transgender, I think men 
a lot of men want to be women. It's the same for transvesticism, which is a completely different thing. But a lot of men who dress just dress in women's clothes, they're straight heterosexual men, they're married with kids, but they find a release in being able to dress as women. It enables them to access the softer side of themselves that they keep quite repressed. And the transvestite artist, Grayson Perry's talked about that. A lot of people that have had very strict childhoods as boys and haven't been able to express mm. their feminine side find an outlet by 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 adopting female characteristics. And I, so there is a lot to this to unpick, but I agree with you. This is a women's only issue. It, and of course, what's not making the headlines now is the condition of endometriosis, but it's now the chief executive of the charity stealing the headlines from the very painful and debilitating condition. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, whoever made the decision on this, um, I think needs their, their head checked, to be honest with you, um, because it was always, look, you know, you've got a, a very specific issue to women and you put a CEO who's a trans woman. It was always going to attract the wrong headlines and detract from the actual organization itself, which I think in itself is, um, I don't know how many organizations and support services there are for women for this condition. Um, so maybe it's just actually this one's on the fringe and it's just an interesting story. I don't know. But if it's, it's an important um, organization um, for women um, on this issue, then I think this is just bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Somebody needs to get the sack, I think, Gemma. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll leave that to you to lobby. You, you seem to have quite strong feelings on this one. You can lobby the charity when you come off air with TNT. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm for cancel culture, but, you know, I think this is one of those things that should never have happened in the first place. And I'm sure most women would actually agree with me. I think, I think, I think, I think. I, right. I think okay. So. Thank you very much for that, um, Gemma. And to the rest of you, don't go anywhere because um, we'll be talking all about trans issues next and also how the music industry has been captured by cancel culture. I will be talking to Louise Distras, um, who is a singer songwriter. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned with me, James Freeman on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Kate Shamarani. Last night was an interesting one in London. The Metropolitan Police in Trafalgar Square. They were getting pelted with fireworks by the pro-Palestinian. From what I could see from the footage, they, they must have been in on the act because they weren't doing anything. There was didn't look like they were doing any arrests. And I seem to remember being chased down Whitehall by hundreds of cops in my stilettos and green cape. It's on, still on YouTube, 3.2 million views. And I was arrested. And then I was arrested later and they sent the helicopter and lots of uh, riot police in to get me. They didn't get me that day, but they got me later. Um, and that was me, a woman in her 50s with a pair of high heels on. But no, they were part of the Guy Fawkes night last night. AKA agents of the state, a eh? Metropolitan police. Political policing, is it? And you can only come down with your batons and your riot police, the TSG, on peaceful British citizens campaigning against lockdown. Oh, do I say? Sound bitter. I don't think so. Kate Shimarani on TNT Radio. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live. Life without liberty is like a body without spirit. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio.
Right. Well, I'm delighted to be um, welcoming Louise to the show. Um, I have had um, people from the music industry, from the comedy business, um, and other people from the entertainment business, such as James Dreyfus. I've had Alistair. Um, oh, I'm terrible with names, aren't I? Alistair, that comedian. Um, I've had Matt Hoy from the music industry. Zuby was on. Um, and, you know, one thing that they all talk about is this cancel culture in the business. Obviously, Zuby um, has managed himself um, so that he doesn't he doesn't have a record label. He doesn't have bosses to answer to, but he's certainly aware um, of it going on. So I'm absolutely delighted that Louise will come and tell her story today. Hello, Louise. How are you doing? Hey, up, James. Uh, thanks for having <laughs> me on. <laughs> hey, up. Are you from up north? Yeah, I'm in Wakefield. <laughs> oh, wow. I do. Do you, do you know what? I absolutely, I, I've got friends up there. I absolutely adore the people, the culture. I spent four years in Liverpool as well. But it's just too cold, Louise. It's too cold. I'm a southern softie. <laughs> well, um, right. yeah, we might not have good weather up north, but we've got Jane McDonald and Viagadu song. So at least we've got something. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, Louise, I wonder if you wouldn't mind um, starting off by just introducing yourself. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're from Yorkshire. I'd be interested to hear what people in Yorkshire think of the whole trans issue. Um, yeah, go ahead. Tell us some. Tell us something about yourself. Oh, well, I mean, I wanted to come on your show and be the most stunning and brave version of myself. But I have to be honest and just say, I'll, I'll look and sound and feel like a proper dumpster fire today. Um, I'm right. I'm right in the thick of it. It's just like um, I feel like my life's become a game of whack-a-mole. You know, every time I come up for air, there's always some weirdo standing over mallet uh, ready to bash me head in. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I come from Wakefield, um, and I mean, I had an absolutely horrible childhood, and you know, and escaping into music and poetry and songwriting is what got me through, and it was all I had. And, you know, when I was 16, I, I ran away from home and I spent uh, many years sleeping rough and finding myself in these dodgy situations with dodgy people that took advantage of me. And, um, yeah, all I had was my guitar and my poems and my melodies in my head. And I just spent so long travelling from place to place, gig to gig, you know, just with this kind of blind belief that wherever I got to where I was going, I'd just eventually be taken care of. And looking back, I realised that... Um, uh, these vulnerabilities is what left me wide open to exploitation and becoming preyed upon in the music industry. Um, so what's happening to me right now, it's actually um, a pattern um, that I'm very familiar with, if that makes sense. Yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about the specifics after the, yeah. the headlines at the bottom of the hour. But, yeah. um, you know, you, you've always loved music, haven't you? I think um, I mm. read um, in um, in one of the articles about you that you learned, you taught yourself to play the violin, um, mm. you learned the guitar early on. Would you say that um, music has kind of been the thing that has sort of got you through all of those, those hard times? Because like you said, you did run away. You had a pretty tough upbringing, didn't you? Yeah, I, I mean, music is, it's all I've, all I've had in my life. From being um from being a um from being little. It's absolutely everything to me. So what's happening in the arts and what's happening to the music industry and how, you know, music and everything that I love has been weaponized against me, you know, it, it just it breaks my heart to see what's happening. 
And what type of, um, obviously you're a, a, a songwriter as well as a, a, a singer. Um, what kind of things do you write about? Do you write about your own experiences? What What are your songs about? Um, yeah, well, everything that's in my songs, it's all real life stories. Um, you know, I'm just a product of my environment, just saying what I see and writing about what I know and how I feel. And um, my new album, Beauty After Bruises, um, I released in April and... Um, when I wrote and recorded that album in San Francisco a few years ago, um, being able to um, speak about my music and my own life, you know, it meant being able to talk about being a woman um, because, you know, everything in my life and all the experiences that I've had in and out of the music industry, it all starts with me being a woman and, uh, you know, nowadays um, everyone's asking, "Well, what is a woman?" And um, yeah, yeah. Right, Louise. We're going to take a quick break yeah. for the news headlines now, and when we come back, we're going to talk yeah. about what happened recently because you yeah, know, okay. um, I think it's a good thing that you 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 speak out. You've already kind of we've laid the context of why. Um, you feel the need to speak out because actually it's been, yeah. you know, part of your journey, hasn't it? Um, you know, yeah. you're a woman clearly, um, and you know, and and you've got through a lot of hard times and kind of coming to terms with all of that um, means that you've spoken out. But we're going to talk after the news headlines about what has happened as a result of you speaking out. So don't go anywhere. Stick with me, James Freeman, on TNT Radio. Have you heard the news? The news. The news. Now. TNT Radio News. This is the news. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. The Secret Service has released photos of the bag of cocaine that was found inside the White House earlier this year, four months after the shock discovery. It's been revealed the US is running low on air defence systems after deploying an additional six batteries of the Patriot missile system to the Middle East. And massive demonstrations against anti-Semitism have taken place across France, with over 100,000 people pounding the pavement in Paris. At TNT Radio, we never go home. We're committed to bringing you our take on the biggest topics of our time. We're on air 24-7 online globally, no matter what. We've got you covered on TNT Radio. Right, now Louise, um, obviously you've been cancelled by the American platform and banned camp um but i'm I'm assuming they didn't just all start from there um because i think the stories i've um uh, read about you um is that you know you've been called a turf you've been abused online so when did you start speaking out tell 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 us from the start of the story um well as as i said i released my new album beauty after bruises back in april um and i did a i did an interview on a radio show back in may um where i expressed um you know that to be able to speak about my own life and my own music means being able to talk about being a woman and i said you know look a woman is an adult human female um and then since doing my interview um, the music industry has just shut its doors on me you know the the platforms that championed me have they've denounced me now as a nazi and a transphobe um and um you know, and I'm bit and like, yeah, like you said, you know, I'm I'm getting hustle online. I'm getting threats from trans rights extremists. Um, one of them tracked me down and uh, turned up at my home as well. So I had to go to court and get um, an injunction on that man. And uh, there's an ongoing police investigation for uh, stalking, harassment, and malicious communications. Um, 
so it's been pretty extreme. I mean, I spoke to my booking agency, Midnight Mango, and I asked them for help uh, to keep me safe at my gigs. And um, I got a response from a managing director, Matt Bartlett, and he didn't acknowledge that there was a risk to my safety. Um, he just said, look, our position as a company is clear. Trans women are women. And if you continue to publicly deny that trans women are women, your position is going to have a detrimental effect on your music career. And then um, two weeks ago, I was deplatformed by Bandcamp and Big Cartel. Um, as you know, Bandcamp didn't give me any sort of reason why um, my artist page and all the revenue in my account just disappeared into thin air. Um, and then the Daily Mail picked up on this and they, they published a quote from my booking agent um, and where uh, the managing director, Matt Bartlett, he said um, he denied my allegations and about what he said to me. So I published a screenshot of his email on Twitter. And then um, a couple of hours later, Matt Bartlett, uh, he emailed me and he um, released me from my contract with the booking agency. So on top of the deplatforming and all the rest of it, I've now been uh, fired by my booking agency as well. That happened just a couple of days ago. This is pretty despicable stuff, isn't it? Just because you yeah. won't get in in lane in the corporate yeah. lane and just say that trans women are women. Now, this person yeah. that turned up that's under police investigation, what what happened there? Were they just hanging around your house? Did they threaten you? What? Um, I actually don't know how much detail I'm allowed to go into. To be honest, James. Um. Uh, okay. um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If, if if it's a current case, let's, let's leave that. Then. Yeah, yeah um, but that that, that that is pretty pretty worrying, isn't it? And yeah. so they've taken all of your money. Um, yeah. Obviously, you don't have to tell us how much, but presumably it was a lot of money to you, um, given that you know that's part of your main source of income. Have they told you at all what's going to happen with that? Because presumably they can't just take your money, right? Well, that's what they've done, James. Um, I mean, I've, I've reached out to them and um, and I know that a, um, a number of my followers on social media have also reached out to them. And um, also um, Freedom in the Arts, uh, Rosie Kane, Denise Farmer, uh, they've published an open letter to Ethan Diamond, the CEO of Bandcamp, and they've asked him to, um, you know, protect freedom of speech, reinstate my Bandcamp account and pay me the money that he owes me. You know, because it's it's there's the financial aspect, but it's also the principle yeah. as well. Um, but it's just been absolute radio silence. The only thing I've heard was from somebody on Twitter said that they did contact Bandcamp, and apparently, but they got a reply from Bandcamp saying um, that um, I never existed on their platform. Um, so it's really, it's really Orwellian. Um, yeah, really, really in the dark. I, I don't know what's going on. Certainly is now. Um, obviously, yeah. you've you you kind of said that you've done these interviews where you've you you've said you know um, that you think trans women are men, which is just the truth. Um, you know, you're not like. Um, so, what would you say though is the worst thing that you've said in terms of in the eyes of these trans activists? What would you say is the the thing that gets thrown in your face most? Um, that you've you've said in the past. Um, do you know? I actually, I actually don't care what they think. Um, yeah. I don't care if they want to. They can call me every name under the sun. Um, I don't care if people think I'm transphobic. Um, 
you know, if these men in dresses want to claim to be women, then, you know, us women, we're always going to put up a fight to defend our hard-won rights. Of course we are. You know, I'm I'm just here um, doing my thing, and my attitude now is the same as what it's always been. It's just, look, here's me, here's my music, and if you don't like it, you know, you can naff off. Like, let, let the audience decide who they want to listen to and who they want to buy tickets to go and see. Yeah. Now, obviously, you've had a lot of publicity. You've mm. been in the Daily Mail. You've been on TV. You're now here um, on the Freeman Report. Yeah. Has that helped you at all? Because um, has anybody reached out to you to offer you alternatives? Or, you know, what's your situation like at the moment in terms of, because obviously you're not earning revenues from that particular platform? Um, I mean, I'm just right in the thick of it at the moment. Um, everything's... Uh, it's it's just it's crazy um i mean um since being uh since all this has happened i mean you know my even before my booking agency fired me um you know i felt like they put me on the naughty step and that they were punishing me anyway because they didn't book me any gigs to um actually promote my new album so um you know i've lost my livelihood from um from touring um, yeah, I mean, before the before the pandemic, I used to tour all over the world. I'd go to America, Canada, all over Europe. I, I pretty much lived on the road, and that was uh, that was my main source of income from performing live and selling merch, CDs, vinyls, t-shirts on the road. Um, so I've lost all that, and my only source of income comes from um, um, uh, you know what's online and. Um, Mm. A, a lot a lot of that came from Bandcamp. Um so that's that's gone now. But I mean I've still got my dot com address, you know, and um uh my uh Turf is the new punk um thing that I've got going on too. <laughs> Turf is the new punk, I like that. Yeah. I got a t shirt on actually, but you lovely listeners won't be able to see that. <laughs> oh fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, okay. Well we'll what we'll do is before the end of the show, we'll plug where people can oh, go to right. buy that yeah. merch. Yeah. Um how, how prevalent do you think this is within the industry? Because obviously the, the, the firm Bamcamp is a US firm, right? Um, yeah. Are you managed mostly out of the US? Um, is this just a US thing? Or would you say that the UK is just as bad? Um, well, I mean, because I haven't I haven't been back to the US to tour, so I haven't been able to feel, feel it out for myself. But um, I'm in contact with um a few musicians over there um who are having a similar experience to me as well so it feels like it's an issue it's something that's happening on both sides of the pond um i mean for me um i mean you know since the since the pandemic um the music industry has really really suffered a lot of music venues have closed down um and i just feel like that what's left of the industry is being kicked to death by these intolerant work activists who are in charge of everything they're running everything now um and you know anyone who dares to disagree with them is being um blacklisted censored threatened excluded from their own industry um and it just doesn't make any sense to me you know the music industry the music industry is supposed to be built on freedom of expression isn't it mm, yeah um yeah. and um and I liked what you said in your monologue, in your opening monologue as well. You know where you said about if, 
because I was thinking a similar thing earlier. It's like, you know, the Bob Dylans and the Oasis and the John Lennons of today, they won't stand a chance. You know, they'd all be stacking no. shelves in Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they certainly would, wouldn't yeah. they? It's, um, yeah. It is a funny yeah. old world, isn't it? But now, how much do you think this has to do with um, tech? Because, you know, obviously we've got the big tech companies, um, Twitter, Facebook and all that. And we all know about the censorship issues there and the cancel culture there. But presumably years ago, um, you know, organizations that book stuff for you and, um, you know, managed you would have probably just been local firms or someone you knew, wouldn't they? Um, how much of this do you think is the corporate world moving into that that space? um it, it feels like um these mm, i don't know what to call them on here but but in my day-to-day -day life i just call them all fly lords because it's very lord of the flies in it um but i i, I, I do thought feel you were like gonna swear then and and, and, and by the <laughs> no. way if you want to swear you're quite welcome to <laughs> oh should have told me before i'd have been swearing like a sailor um no i i just feel like that these fly lords are they're um you know they're in every every corporation institution organization uh and, and they're running everything from the top down that's the impression that i'm getting i mean the the tech issue that's an interesting question i i never really thought of it that way before but um i mean uh it i mean after discussing my situation with um freedom in the arts it does seem like um that this has happened as a result of these um of these activists um you know using the technology and using social media and these anonymous accounts anonymous email accounts to be able to contact yeah. these companies and, and make these vexatious complaints um i mean he, i mean earlier i mentioned about the one that tracked down my address and turned up at my doorstep um but the same person actually uh, tracked me down at my day job as well which obviously nobody knows about that um uh, so um, I got investigated at work in my day job as well on the basis of these weird anonymous complaints. So um, I do think that technology does give people it's like it's like a they think it's like a shield for them to hide behind to do this stuff anonymously. Um, yeah, I think that's probably got a lot to do with it, but I'd never really thought about it too much in that way before. Yeah, shocking! It is. It is really mm. shocking um, what what's happened to you, Louise. Um, right, we're going to take a quick break now, and then yeah. after the break. So so far, we've we've talked about the music industry, we've talked about what's happened to you, yeah. but I'd like to get stuck in a little bit more um, about the actual trans issue itself. You know, women's space. Um, I talked about it in my introduction about the fact that you know we never hear any problems, do we, about trans men? Um, why is that? I think that says a lot about what is actually wrong um, here. Um, it is about men. Um, dominating women once again, um, you know, in society, misogyny. That's my opinion, but I'd like to hear your um, opinion, Louise, straight after this short break. So don't go anywhere. Stick with me, James Freeman on TNT Radio. Eat, drink, and be merry. Turns out the media was totally wrong about climate change and food production. From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. 
food crops are booming despite the alleged climate emergency. The United States sees the biggest corn harvest ever. Bloomberg News reported so much for the summer of drought and extreme heat. Quote, this year's corn harvest was the biggest ever. Farmers now have corn coming out of their ears. But that's not all. Global yields of rice, wheat, and corn have surged by a whopping 50% in the last 30 years as carbon dioxide has risen. Planet Earth is truly greening. As deserts shrink, even NASA has acknowledged the greening of planet Earth. The lesson here? The only thing we have to fear is not climate change, but climate policy. This is Mark Morano for the Morano Minute on TNT Radio. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go, but I did ask for help and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. The conversation continues with James Freeman on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Right, now Louise, like I said, we've, we've kind of told your story. You've been cancelled by the music industry. You obviously feel feel very strongly about the whole trans issue. I do as well. And by the way, my um, I was discussing it at breakfast and my wife um, follows you now um, after reading your story in the papers. She thinks you're brilliant. Uh. So I thought I'd just pass that on. Um, uh. But let's, get, let's, let's take a step back. And um, why is it that you feel so passionate about this issue? Um, I can only talk about this from my own experience um, and the things that have happened to me. And um, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, you know, um, I ran away from home when I was a teenager um, and I had some horrific traumatic experiences. Um, and I lived in, um, well, I, I spent time in women's shelters on two occasions and um, I know how important it is to have those spaces for women, um, and especially women who are traumatized and extremely vulnerable as well. And I think that, um, um, and especially women who are traumatized and extremely vulnerable as well. And I think that um, to 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 put myself back in those shoes you know, of, of how I felt when I was going through all that, you know, to um, to have men coming into those spaces, it just it scares the shit out of me, you know. And, and um, can I just ask, so just yeah. before you carry on, can I just ask? Yeah. So the, um, we don't need to go into what yeah. um, the details, yeah. but the abuse mm. that you, you've suffered, I'm kind mm. of guessing that that was mostly came coming from men. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um and um and obviously, you know, that left me vulnerable to be uh to becoming preyed upon and exploited in the music industry as well. And um and I spent uh ten years in the music industry, um effectively, well, not effectively, um, you know, every aspect of my life was controlled by this wannabe Harvey Weinstein type producer. Um so um, you know, there's elements of sexual assault, coercive control, financial abuse there. Um, and um, 
when I tried to walk away from him, you know, he held back the release of my album and blocked it from from coming out for a number of years as well. So it's like, um, and then I think like about a year after that, after I walked away from him, um, you know, my ex-guitarist um, and his man in a dress boyfriend, who I never even met, you know, um, they reported me to the police um, and tried to get me done for transphobic hate crime as well. They just went and made up a story and reported me and I got investigated for a few months. And, um, you know, and that's when um, I started to question, um, you know, what's happening. Um, and I changed my mind about a lot of things I'd, I'd thought in the past. You know, I, I played Manchester Pride a few years ago and, um, you know, but now I just feel like this whole trans thing, I just feel like it's an excuse for... Um, for uh, you know, abusive men to bully women, really. Yeah, I, th I think I think yeah. I think that you're right on that because when you look at yeah. some of these, um, who's it, Posey Parker, she'll go and speak at women's rights um, events, yeah. and yeah. Um, a load of angry men in dresses turn up, don't they? And they're really, really abusive and violent, even. They are. I mean, the um, you know the uh, the. the situation ongoing situation with this guy that's stalking me i mean um you know it's like he's like posing as like a trans rights activist but he's not he doesn't care about it he's just using it as a shield to hide behind you know just to him, him continue abusing it with impunity it's it's absolutely ridiculous um so you know so this is you know so going back to what i said at the beginning of um the interview it's like for me all the experiences that that i've had in my life um, you know, and as a young woman and, and you know, and a runaway and being vulnerable, it just, it all starts and ends with me being a woman. Um, so it's it's definitely, a, it's very personal to me, you know, and it, and it um, yeah, it really, really presses on a lot, a lot of this, uh, a lot of this stuff. And I, and I know that it's the same um, for a lot of other women I speak to about this as well. You know, we've all got, um I mean, I thought I was being, I, I thought it was just me. I didn't necessarily realise that there was a lot of women who'd been through similar stuff to me and, until I started talking about this. You know, it's, um, it happens a lot. Yeah, so obviously you've been outspoken yeah. on this and it sounds like mm. this is quite a recent thing. It's all happened yeah. this year. Yeah. Have you, are you the kind of person that speaks out about lots of things? I mean, have you sort of been outspoken and got into trouble in the past or is it's just this issue? Oh yeah, yeah. This is not my first rodeo, James. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it's like like any any decent artist. You know, I'm totally problematic, and if I want problematic, I won't even be an artist in first place. You know, so it's the <laughs> it's just it's like it's like I I think to myself, I don't even have a career anymore. It's just like it's more like a vendetta at this point, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I Listen, um, Louise, I, I want my artists and I want my art <laughs> to be provocative, to be totally, to make a statement, yeah. to challenge yeah. the norms. I mean, that's what art's about, yeah. isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, in my new album, Beauty After Bruises, that's what it's all about. It's about not self-censoring and honoring the parts of ourselves that we look away from, you know, these the the human parts, the ugly parts. And um and it and for me, writing songs, it's all about having the freedom to feel my own feelings, my own emotions. And um, in this current climate, it's uh, 
it's it's certainly not conducive to creativity and, and exploration, is it? No, it's certainly not. No. Now, with um, presumably you, because obviously you've had a lot of attention in the last couple of weeks. Um, have you has that kind of spurred on conversations with other people in the industry and their experiences of all this? Um, <laughs> I would love to. You say don't need yes. to mention any names, by the way. No, no. <laughs> I would. I would look. I mean, um, I, I mean, I. It's strange because I'm I'm in touch and I'm friends with a, with a lot of creative women, um, but none of them in the music industry. You know, they're all creative right. in other mediums, like painters, dancers, potters, uh, poets. Um, um, oh, sorry, I tell a lie. There's there's one girl who I'm who I'm friends with. She's a Polish electronic musician called Iwa Juska, and she's been in the media lately as well. Um, but I do. I'm really getting the impression that uh, I, I just I just think that musicians are the most cowardly people out of all of them, and. Um, and I used to think, well, um, you know, I used to think, well, maybe I can, maybe I can encourage some women musicians to come forward without apology, you know, and kind of try and get them out of the cult. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not happening. So um, how I feel about it all right now is, is I, I just think um, we just need to let the music, the music industry die, and uh, let all the cowardly artists go down with the ship and um, concentrate on building a new music industry and a proper counterculture where artists and especially women artists can have a proper say about their own lives and their own work, you know, without without the fear of violence and emotional and financial ruin. Um, I just think the music industry is gone. It's, it's totally captured. It's not going to come back. Oh, it's rotten. It really is rotten. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um, yes, only yesterday we were talking about um, it's with a TikToker, um, Dale Penny, and um, he was talking about uh, actually even at the top of the industry, it's kind of satanic. Um, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a lot of aspects of the industry, like Sam Smith, um, you know, and 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 what's going on there with the Grammys, um, mm. and it it is a funny old. It's a funny old business. Um, Matt Hoy also talked about the fact that, you know, you you get to a certain size and then when they come knocking, um, you have to sign up to all these contracts and, and you literally sign away your life, your control of your career and all these, you know, shadowy people um, yeah. behind the scenes just organise everything. Um, I, mm. I think you're right there with the music industry. It has been corrupted i think it's been coming for a long time um the corporate entities moving in but like like i said i think what's changed in my eyes has been this tech revolution over the last mm. sort of 10 years because that's allowed um these businesses these tech companies out of america and whatever to move into spaces where in the past you'd have probably had someone from your hometown um representing you and booking stuff you wouldn't have been on this tech platform which does it um, all for you so that caught the corporate tentacles i think are, are definitely moving in now louise you're from yorkshire up north um mm -hmm. what what do people in yorkshire because i can imagine they pretty got some pretty strong views on this what people you know in your town and and whatever else what what are their views on all of this trans issue um well <laughs> i actually don't get out much as i as much as i used to 
it's like, you know, I spend a lot of time at home. I mean, well, I'd, I'd say my living room, but it's not really a living room. It's more like a war room at the moment because I'm always dealing with one thing or another. But um, I, I go out uh, to Comedy Unleashed every month um, and that's my that's my sanctuary and where I get to mix with people and uh, and let off some steam. And, um, and everyone who I speak to, you know, they just say that they're all sick of this walk shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That's the attitude round here. Um yeah. A man's a man, a woman's a woman. And uh don't tell me what to think and what to say about my own life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. um I- I'm hoping you're gonna say yes to this. Are you right. um now gonna start writing? Because you've obviously got the merch. Um, turf is the new punk um <laughs> are you going to start writing about this because i think you should embrace it you know some sometimes these things happen for a reason and you know and and um and you know you grasp your opportunities are you going to start writing about um your experiences oh totally i've i've been writing loads i've got a new album that i want to record um i named it after one of them do you know neil oliver on on gb news yeah yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the, the title of my new album and I, I nicked it from one of his fabulous monologues like i i think <laughs> yeah do you know it, it's actually it, it's a brilliant and exciting time to be an artist there's so much happening and there's so much to talk about and so much to say and and as i said you know like i'm i'm just here doing my thing and it's it's and all of this it's only served to make me even more problematic and have an even bigger attitude problem <laughs> so <laughs> Fantastic. oh yeah well listen yeah definitely don't stop what you're doing um louise now no. um louise where can people go to support you is is there any way people can buy your merch donate money to help you or or, or whatever where where do they go now um, louisedistress.com or turfisthenewpunk.com that's where people can find me and there's only one Louise Distress so I'm not that hard to find <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well definitely if you're listening to this get yeah. yourself over there um, the t-shirt Louise is wearing now is absolutely fabulous um, it's got um, <laughs> P- turf is the new punk which I absolutely <laughs> love I think that's brilliant um, Louise what else uh, have you got any gigs coming up at all no, I've been fired by my booking agency, so I've got no gigs. <laughs> um, but no, like what? Um, I mean, I'm I'm chatting with a record label in America. I want to record my new album next year. Want to get back on the road, play some gigs. So you know, as as soon as that's happening, I'll be letting everybody know and shouting it from rooftops, won't I? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you you should get in contact as well. There's um, you know, within the the kind of wider freedom movement, um, which really yeah. started during the covid period there are a lot of cancelled uh, musicians and comedians they're yeah. all coming they you know they're kind of being forced together alistair williams is yeah. one um matt yeah. hoy uh, but there are others as well and they're putting on events as well so if you want me to put you in touch with any of them please just say um thank you louise so are you are you still by the way are you still working have you still got a day job you know you're not you're not sort of out on your ass are you <laughs> Hopefully. No, I ain't got a job now. <laughs> you haven't now. No. Okay. Oh no. God. So, so what's your next step with with Bandcamp? I mean, are you going to get lawyers involved or, and all of that, or? Um, I mean, I'm I'm not sure. There's much we can do legally with them uh, with them being based over in the US. Um, so I, I I don't know really. Um, it's uh, you know it's Ro- Rosie and Denise. Um, 
they'll eat him up. They know what's going on. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Louise Distrust, please get yourself over there. What was mm-hmm. it again? LouiseDistrust.com. Um, get yourself yeah. over there, buy some merch, um, and definitely follow Louise on X as well um, under mm. the same handle. Louise, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're a really interesting person. I do wish <laughs> you the absolute best. And we'll have to get you back on when you get another record label so we can talk all about that. Thank you very oh, much, yeah. um, Louise. I hope you have a great rest of the day. And to the rest of you, don't go anywhere. Stick with us on TNT Radio. TNT Radio.